personal plight right now. I'm trying to personal plight. Why Opera is using so much of my CPU? That's not the discussion we're going to talk about. We're going to talk. No, it's not. We're going to talk about why I can't stop calling it Oprah instead of what it's actually called, which is Opera. My strange addiction. I just. It's 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 led me to like embarrass myself several times in public at this point. I, I believe it. <laughs> um. So I mean, I know, I know my I know my truth, um, and I know I know I know where I've gone wrong, but I don't know how to rectify this problem. Hmm. Have you considered hypnosis? I mean, I don't know. the pendulum. (laughs) I don't know if it would help. I mean, it could help. Probably. (laughs) It might help. Um, I would recommend it. (laughs) I mean, it's worked for me. Yeah? Yeah. What have you been chronically mispronouncing? Uh. Uh. uh, Fuck. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I couldn't think of a good show. You spun in the air for a little bit. You spun in the air for a little bit and then just fell on your head. And you know what? That's okay. And then I and then I died, just like that girl from Final Destination who did that. Yeah. Exactly. Remember that? Remember that when that happened? Yeah, I do remember that when that happened. That was that was a cool scene. You know, the one death from Final Destination that stuck with me the most was the one. Where the guy was like... Where the man is made entirely of meat and has no bones? <laughs> no, no, no. The one where um, the guy... I don't remember which one. It's one of the more recent Final Destinations where he's like working out. And he's like on this machine and he just like explodes his head. Oh, that was in Final Destination 3. Was that in 3? Yes, it was. Cause okay. Because the guy... Because like the cords got severed by like fake swords that but they were actually real swords that were part of a placard that was his school's logo uh-huh. and the swords were sharp enough to sever like what cable like mach- like fucking cabling for a, a a workout machine and he was like i'm unkillable and he like did the mach- he did the thing and he was like ah and then like the weights crushed his head interesting yeah i've not seen that movie in um its entirety i've only watched it on tv when i was a about 11, I think. Way too young to be watching that. Yep. But I was, like, fascinated by it because I remember that no, scene. No, I mean, it's absolutely, it is really fascinating. I remember that scene and also the scene where the woman got cooked in the tanning bed. Oh, God, that scene is, that scene is really, that scene is really quite a lot. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> this, this, this conversation is just making me want to watch Final Destination, but we can't. Yeah, no, can we, like, can, do we have to do the rest of this podcast? Can't we just, like, watch Final Destination 2? <laughs> I know we were talking about 3, but I watched 3 a couple of months ago, so let's go to 2. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to experience 3 in its entirety because I haven't since I was young. Since I was uh, a youngin. I'm just going to go and look up Final Destination 6. Is there a sixth one? How many are there? I need, to, I need to know when that's coming out. There's only five so far. But they're coming out with the sixth one? Uh, or you just hope they're coming out with the sixth one? I just hope that they are. <laughs> Man, you know what? In this day and age, we need another it, Okay, according, according to the Wikipedia page, 
Uh, Tony Todd said in an interview that it, if it was a success at the box office, if Final Station 5 was a success at the box office, then uh, there were two sequels would be filmed back to back. What's fucked up is that uh, Tony Todd was the one that said that. You know, Tony Todd, the guy that plays like the weird, questionably specter of death. Uh-huh. And he's like a minor character in like three of the movies. Uh-huh. He's the one who said that. Well, maybe he has some inside knowledge that the rest of us are just not privy to. Yeah. I saw the word dead on his Wikipedia page, and I thought, oh my god, did he really die? And then I just just realized, oh, it just says dead link. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, could you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine if Tony Todd, like, died right now while we were recording this podcast? Hold on. Is Tony Todd dead? Let's just Google that, make sure he's good. Uh, Okay, he's good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. We did not, we do not have a curse yet. Yet? <laughs> we are yet to be cursed. Um. We just need to anger a podcast, which. <laughs> so, welcome to Fear Breeding, everyone. It's your number one favorite Stranger Than Fiction fan cast, here to talk about the 2008 g- dark comedy Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell and a f- actress whose name I can't remember. Uh-huh. This is going to be an interesting one because I've not seen the movie, so it's just going to oh, be you explaining the plot oh, to the, me. The joke is that uh, Stranger Than Fiction was about a, a, a woman, who a, a female author, who was who was writing a book, but it turned out to be the book of like an actual man's life. No, I figured. I figured it was something relevant to the actual movie we watched, but um, I think it would be inter- an interesting podcast concept for one person to watch a movie and the other person Fuck, to not watch the movie. 2006. Damn it. I said I was seven. <laughs> fuck um and then the the other person has to like rate the mu- movie and give like a review on the movie um based you off know, of there's, the- a, there's a stop podcasting yourself like bit that's pretty much this <laughs> <laughs> where it's it's like graham's dad reviews movies oh uh, yeah no yeah dad. <laughs> pretty good or give it a miss yep 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 <laughs> But I think what, I, I, what, what I'm saying I, is you could make a whole pet podcast franchise out of this. Yeah, no. I'm just thinking about like what my favorite episode of Stop Podcasting Yourself was one of the live shows where um they did a, a, a Dave and Graham did a thing like did like the four like nested segments where it's like moving into overheards, then Graham tells Dave to shut up because it's time for his favorite segment. Yes, Dave oh my god, Dave I love it. And then it ends up with Dave saying, Graham, shut up, it's time for my favorite segment. Did this quote come from Chappie or not? <laughs> And one of the quotes that is offered up is, watch out, Chappie's got a robo dick. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) We didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Blair. No, I'm Luna. (laughs) And this is a horror podcast where we... Sorry about the squeaking in the background. This fucking shitty ass lamp won't stop squeaking. A lamp? Yeah, that's a lamp. You heard the squeaking, right? I mean, yeah, but I didn't realize a lamp could squeak. Is, oh, it's an old metal lamp. So it just squeaks on its like, own. This bitch is ancient. Well, I mean, the desk is moving slightly. I see. This bitch is ancient. I see. Um, your lamp is haunted. I don't know how to break this to you other than that. Just saying it. I know. mean, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds decent. Uh-huh. That's it also- took $30 million to make Stranger Than Fiction, a movie with, like, no special effects. <laughs> you gotta how pay, for, do- you gotta pay how- for Will Ferrell somehow. 
Yeah, I mean, they had a pretty okay cast. They got Will Ferrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Dustin Hoffman, you know. People. Queen Latifah. Yeah. People who've been on other movies and have um, acting careers. Wait, Dustin Hoffman's still alive? I thought he... No, I'm thinking of Philip Seymour. Oh, God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah. Slightly. Should we... So, is there any, like, news? Is there ever news? Oh, um, um, Chelsea Manning got Yeah, released. Chelsea Manning got uh, out of prison and, like, true to trans girl, fa- like, trans girl stereotypes, her first picture was of her Converse kicks with some black and white striped socks on the edge of the frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, um, I was talking with someone else about this earlier today, about how cute she types. You know? No, yeah, it's really good. It's like she uses these like two thousand like two thousand and eight style like emoticons, and it's just adorable. I'm just gonna go to her Twitter and just read a couple of yeah. Okay, so here I am, everyone. Two exclamation point equals p. <laughs> Hashtag hello world, and then a picture of herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. really cute. No, it's really good. Yeah, her first three pictures are her wearing Converse kicks, her with a slice of pizza, and a striped, uh, what looks like a long, a striped long sleeve shirt, black and white. Uh-huh. And then a picture of her and friends drinking champagne, and she also got that black and white long sleeve striped shirt. <laughs> it's a so good scene. Up? Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um... Uh, pretty much unrelated, but someone with the Twitter handle Antifa TF sequence just retweeted my tweet. Or retweeted <laughs> retweeted mine. So is the implication there that... Oh no, this is a reference to an actual thing. Okay. Did you not know Have you never seen this? I don't I mean, think so, maybe. Okay, so... There's this artist who is like... He drew basic... Like his most recent work of art was a bunch of college students in oh a... Like, no, I think I know exactly hall. what you're talking about, but explain it for the listening audience. Yeah, no. It, it's a bunch of college students in a lecture hall. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it, there's a time lapse of like six months later where they're a bunch of like really buff Antifa dudes and they're like making out with each other and there's like two guys in the front row with a giant dick bulge. Yeah, no, they're like totally like jacking each other off through their pants. Yeah, and it's like the the funny the funniest part about it is is that it looks exactly like someone like this is what Antifa does to our brave strong college boys, but it's just like the guy is really into weird transformation and he's like an absolute anti-fascist. That that is like <laughs> it's the opposite of that reverse bimboification thing that was going around a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's just it's. <laughs> Just, like, the the whole concept of that is, like, so crazy, but also, like, so wonderful that it exists, you know? No, it's it's good. Yeah. So uh, those, those are two very positive pieces of news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. No, it's great. I welcome it. So now we're going to talk about the movie in which uh, you get vored by the Joker uh, mm. in the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. But, um... Oh my, this fucking lamp, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. You know what, it doesn't squeak if I hold it up, because I'm pretty sure it's just a bass that's squeaking, so I'm just going to spend the rest of this podcast holding this fucking lamp up like a couple of inches off the table. How do you think that's going to affect the the, the, the the performance you give in this podcast? 
I mean, I'm not going to be able to, like, do any of that two-handed foley work I'm so well known for. Yeah, <laughs> that's completely for you. Yeah. No, this is really going to hamper the, the, the quality of our podcast, but you know what? It's worth it, Blair. It's worth it. <laughs> this is a high-quality product we produce week after week. Yeah, no, it's it's great. So we watched In the Mouth of Madness this week. Mm-hmm. The classic John Carpenter film that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. By which I mean, it's it's a good one. Well, it's part of uh, an unofficial trilogy by John Carpenter that are like end of the world movies. Because mm-hmm. it was the thing. It was um, Prince of Darkness, I think. I'm going to double check that so that I'm not like wrong. And then it was In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. Which is arguably one of Carpenter's most divisive films. Like, to this day, it's just sitting at, like, a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and, And like, I like this movie, but I totally get why it would be divisive. Yeah, no, absolutely. I personally fucking love this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so weird and... Like, I just, it's so fucking funny. And, like, not, like, it's not, like, trying to be funny. It's not, like, funny in a bad way either. It's just, like... There's parts of it that are just like it's. It has some good comedy in it. Like yeah, just I some actually I would moments. argue that it is trying to be funny, but it's like yeah. I mean, the soundtrack is pretty much Carpenter's worst. Mm-hmm. Like I I, I I I won't claim to have an encyclopedic knowledge of Carpenter's soundtracks, but like this is just like completely un like it's just like it's so boilerplate. It's, it's, it's just, just so I mean it's not. In horrible it's just nothing to like sneeze it's, at no no and it like it, it's just like not what you would expect from someone who and this was not, and this isn't like a case of like a, an early john carpenter that we're comparing to his later stuff like this was after the thing and i'm pretty sure it was after um halloween too mm-hmm. I'm d- halloween I don't know as sure, but... well not halloween too mm-hmm. <laughs> let me let me yeah no that was that was from 78 this was from uh 95 mm-hmm. yeah i mean it looks much like more recent than Halloween. Halloween yeah. had a very strong seventies vibe to it. Yeah. Like that scene when what's her name smokes a joint? Yeah. And the collars are huge. Oh yeah, and the collars. <laughs> hey, that scene where that scene where Jamie Lee Curtis smokes a joint and then rolls up on her like cop dad like he won't notice is so fucked up. I mean he doesn't though. But how does he not? He's, I mean, he's, a he's like a, he's a small town cop and he doesn't even know what weed is. <laughs> Someone's like, yeah, they busted on us some weed. And he's like, what, they, they have fucking dandelions? Like, what are you fucking talking about? Fucking get the fuck out of my office. These kids have, these kids have dandelions and you're bringing them to me. <laughs> the fuck? You think I'm a fucking, think my first day in the job here? Fuck you. That's a pretty good impression. Thanks. I don't remember that guy in that movie at all. I don't know what he looks like. I'm trying to I'm trying to picture what he looks like, but I'm just imagining like Steve Gutenberg, but like larger horizontally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think he had like three complete seconds of screen time. <laughs> Absolutely. And three and all three of them were him being completely oblivious to the fact that his daughter had been smoking a joint ten seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have talked literally zero about this movie. <laughs> Uh, I said it's good. I said I love it. I said, we talked some about this movie. We haven't gotten into the plot, but we talked about the things. Sure, sure. Shall we get into the plot? We shall get into the plot, Blair. God, someone's so impatient. (laughs) 
This movie only made ninety or nine hundred thousand dollars more than its budget. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like that sounds like a lot of money to me. But at the same time, like I I'm, I started a job in a construction firm, and like we handle contracts of like upwards of like one like upwards of one two three million dollars, mm-hmm. which is like I'm just like the idea that like I am playing some role in the transfer of that money is fucking wild to me. Like I'm not playing a very large role. I'm just kind of like a paper. I'm just kind of like a fucking. Uh, paper pusher at the moment, but like still, the fact that I'm playing a role in that amount of money being transferred is just nuts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. God, sorry, I'm coughing so much. It's cool. Gonna this a, it's gonna make this a real bitch to edit. It's cool. <laughs> I'm leaving that one in. Because <laughs> I just sounded like I was dying on that one. Because I just like the, that was the last breath out of me. Uh huh. Like I have nothing else to give. And that's gonna. That's gonna be the. I'm gonna edit it out, and then I'm gonna put it at the very end of the podcast, <laughs> as a sort of postscript. Oh, a P.S. Yeah. The classic. Mm-hmm. Smart move, homie. Mm-hmm. So movie. So movie. I'm gonna take my shirt off. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fully work. Shirt rumpling. Ladies and gentlemen, you have entered Fear Vading After Dark. Ugh, we can't. We are going to get rough and randy up in this piece. We just can't. We've got a call here. Hey there, caller, what's your name? I'm, I'm not going to follow you down this road. That's okay, caller. <laughs> you ain't got to say nothing. We can't this be horny. Fear Vading After Dark. My titties are... Out. <laughs> Luna! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the mouth of madness. Okay, so... so there's it, this, like, fucking disaster going on, right? Yeah, so essentially it opens on, like, this dude getting, getting like, hauled into a sort of, like, mental institution, like a psych... It's an asylum. Like, it's just straight up an asylum. They throw him in a straight jacket, put him in a padded cell. It's an asylum. Yeah, yeah. In the really standard sense, um, yeah. And uh, he puts up a, he he gets he puts up a fight going in like he like beans some dude right in the beans and fucking <laughs> headbutts another. That's my favorite phrasing I've ever heard for that. Beans someone right in the beans. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, you beans my beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he kicks some dude in the balls, um, and then he gets. And, but, the, but they subdue him. Yeah. And then they toss him to an cell, and then we we get some like well some let's see sh- let's see I'm trying to remember the sequence of events. I think he sees like a hand in the yeah hand on the glass. Yep, and then he sees like a silhouette behind him. And then as he leans his head against the frosted shower stall, he sees stuff through the glass that he doesn't recognize at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a joke from me and maybe one other person who listens to the show. Mm-hmm. It was a They Might Be Giants song off of one of their less known albums, Factory Showroom. <laughs> so, a super, so it's a joke just for you. I mean, someone might get it. <laughs> Some archaeologist years in the future uncovering our podcast inscribed on like fucking marble slabs is going to really get a chuckle out of that one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because we all know archaeologists really like they might be giants. Yeah. Because they're paleontologists. That's who they are. That's who they are. That's who they are. <clears throat> Does that feel good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's a song. You know the song, right? I don't listen to They Might Be Giants. What What is Blair? Not out of choice. I just have never listened. I mean, I've listened to some of their songs, but like only individually, you know. Mm. I don't have a very good knowledge of them. Blair, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so we are four minutes into this movie. Okay, okay, okay. So so we we meet Neil or Sam Neil. I almost called him Neil Flynn, which I don't even know who the fuck that is. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Sam, Sam Neil. Neil. Neil Flynn is the guy that played the janitor on Scrubs. <laughs> That's so just the first name out of my mouth. So the janitor for, from Scrubs comes in. Yes, and he's like tormenting JD. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. JD put a because JD put a penny in a sliding glass door and on the on his first day on the job, and the janitors hated him ever since. Uh huh. Dude, that is some Scrubs lore. So That's some Scrubs lore. Fuck. I I okay. Diversion. Not that the to- whole podcast hasn't already been like a huge diversion. Um, right. I I had a like a classic iPod with eighty gigs of memory on it, and mm-hmm. I had like the first three seasons of Scrubs on there. Also, yeah. also the movie Chicago, um, and some other, and I think the movie Coraline as well. And I would just watch them on my fucking old ass eighty gig fucking classic iPod. It ruled. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, I, I used to do that with, um, not with actual television, but I used to have, like, 50 episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series on there. That, ru- <laughs> that rules in its own way. <laughs> it does. Um, you know, the first time I found Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, I was, like, a diehard Yu-Gi-Oh! fan. And uh-huh. I was, like, it took me, like, the entirety of a video to be like, wait a minute, this isn't how it happened. <laughs> this guy's a faker. <laughs> I was like eleven. Yeah, yeah. That I wonder if that still holds up. Like, if I went back and watched it, like, if it still holds up. My guess is like I know the guy who I know the guy who makes it is like kind of a shit bag, but like. Yeah, I'm gonna guess no, but it could. I could be wrong. Who knows? Who knows? I will never know. Because I'm never gonna watch it. <laughs> All right, we are 25, 24 minutes into this podcast, and we have gotten five minutes in. Okay. So we, anyways, get, we keep we, getting distracted. We, <laughs> we meet the janitor from Scrubs, and okay. he is an insurance claims investigator. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, I sniffed you out, fucking dick shit. Like, you shouldn't have given, you shouldn't have let your wife, like, help you with the burning down of your factory. And then you Oh, yeah, and it's worth noting that this is the same character. This is our protagonist. That's in the same, yeah, yeah. This our is protagonist. the same guy. And he's yeah, basically Samuel. retelling the story to a dude who, like, a specialist who came into his, like, cell. Yeah. To, like, I don't hear him out. It's really vague why this other person is here, more, other than a s- sort of plot device to, like, get the story out. But um, that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, he's an insurance... He, 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 he investigates insurance claims and stuff. And he, he, he lives for the drama, clearly, because he's always, like... So oh he's yeah, always... no, he is like he—he's someone. He's a really big Aaron Sorkin fan. <laughs> like he—he ta- he goes about it the most long-winded and self-sucking way possible. No, yeah, exactly. Um, but but he's just so damn good at his job. 
so good he's at... He's just so damn good at his job. He His boss is like, I need you to help me with this publishing firm, Arcane Publishing. They're a big author who's basically writing, like... He basically wrote the the Twilight books that influenced the Twilight craze, but, like, for every person in the world and also times ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's gone missing. And his publisher's like, oh, I don't know, I'm gonna file a missing whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's, and then there's, like, some guy across the street. And there's, like, this shot bugs me so bad, and it's so minor, but it's, like... It, it could have been so much better cool than it shot. is. Because the shot, the shot that we start with is of uh, a side shot of um, uh, I keep almost calling him Neil Flynn. Sam just commit. Neil, just commit. Sam, Sam Neil and his boss in the in like a diner, and we get like a side view of like you know Sam on one side, his boss on the other, and then uh, like the table between them, and there's a window on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then we do a quick cut to a guy with a, like a giant fucking axe, like bursting out of a building across the street. And what would have been an awesome shot is if they had just kept the camera in the same spot and let the guy walk towards the diner and smash the glass. But instead there's like a bunch of cuts and unnecessary stuff and like... There's a lot about this movie cinematography that I like. I just wanted to talk about that scene in particular because it is so close to being like excellent. Yeah, no, it's like... It's it's frustrating when you see this scene and see exactly how it could have played out in like a really like impactful way and it just doesn't but um. yeah no it just it like i i I, don't get me wrong i'm I'm, this this caveat is there's like a caveat to this which is that i love this movie but like this movie doesn't feel very much like a carpenter film Mm -hmm. it it kind of feels like a bit of a smorgasbord of other directors which i mean i know directors like draw from each other but like there's some very kubrick-esque shots there's some very like, depending on who you ask, Lin Sheehan or Blair said, um, Cronenbergian. Yeah, it's, it's the... Like, the, the story, the, the story and, like, visuals are very either Lin Sheehan or Cronenbergian, kind of, like, bordering on the verge between them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that guy with the giant axe storms across the street, breaks the glass, and he asks, uh, Neil Flint... Sam... <laughs> Just commit to Neil Flint, it's what you're... Body wants you to say. <laughs> Sam Neil, he's he asked Sam Neil like, "Do you read Sutter Kane?" Mm-hmm. And Neil Flynn's like, "No, no." And then uh, he's about the guy's about to like smash Sam Neil's head in with the axe. I'm just gonna, I gotta commit to one because our listeners are gonna be confused. I think. <laughs> you know what? His name is John Trent in the movie. That's his name. We're gonna call him John. Jonathan. So he like he starts to bring down the axe on John, and then like a bunch of cops just bust in out of nowhere and like shoot the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, the back of my chair is coated in sweat. <laughs> oh, so sweaty. <laughs> Welcome back to fear baiting after dark. And they call folks. me sweaty. <laughs> I, 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 I would also like follow you down that like 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 the horny like, radio road. Yeah, but I don't know what it's gonna sound like if I get really close to my fucking Blair, Apple earbud Blair. microphone. Blair, if it's awful, I'll cut it. It sounds a little bit like this, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have to do a voice. You have to do a voice. What are you doing? That's my ASMR voice. I I didn't say do an ASMR voice. I'm doing like a sexy nighttime DJ voice. Well, you know, we have different goals in this world. And I'm joined here by my host, YouTube user, WhisperTinkles78. 
What's what the name the, of the show? What is the dude's name who writes the book? Uh, Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane. podcast left oh at least oh my god oh so the 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 shit is like okay listen the 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 publisher is like listen we gotta go find Sutter Kane who's played by a guy named Jurgen Prochnow which is a pretty good name yes one hell of a name for sure yeah, uh, Charlton Heston plays like the guy who's in the who's in charge of the publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then there's like uh, and there's his his editor Julie Carmen, Linda Styles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Linda's like, well, his stories cause like weird brain stuff in unstable readers. Mm-hmm. And um, he like Trent takes a bunch of the books home. He's like, well, time to read them, and then he reads them all. Um, oh, hey, speaking of reading, uh, complete tangent, but that I meant to say at the start of the show, sorry that it's coming in now, um, we, I just want to get this out of the way, we did get, like, fully funded for the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. So, well, like, speaking of reading, we just gotta, like, hunt down those books, because my local library doesn't carry them anymore. Yeah, I'll try to find ebooks for you, and send yeah. them away. Or I could just, like, hold on, let me just check out how much the box set is on Amazon. I'm definitely just gonna, since I have this shiny new Kindle, well, not new, it's uh, Roswell's old one, but I'm just gonna load that with Animorphs. Uh, let's see, there is no complete, oh wait, here here we go, A hundred, $200 for the complete set. Should we ask our patrons to, <laughs> to fund, fund our us? book? Buy us, buy uh. us. Um, Wait, hold on. I can I can buy the Am- the Animorphs box set of books one through four, uh, for uh just fifteen dollars. When I was younger, I I only had access to like like randomly interspersed uh, like books of Animorphs. Mm-hmm. So I just I just remember reading the fifth book a lot. Uh huh. And it just it just had the cover on. It just had Marco on the cover turning into a gorilla. <laughs> I guess so. Movie. Movie. Books. Okay, so this editor um, goes yeah. with um, um, Neil well, yeah, Lane. So he's, read- he's reading and he catches like some weird red lines on, oh, yeah. the, on, all, the, on the, all the covers of K- Sutter Kane's books. And he like yeah, yeah, cuts yeah. them up and aligns them properly. And this, this, is, this is like some serious Pepe Sylvia shit. For sure. So he like, he, he puts them together and it makes an outline of New Hampshire. Yeah. And it points to a place and says, this is Hobbes End, which is the setting of Sutter Kane's latest book. Uh-huh. And Sutter Kane's upcoming book is the titular In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, he's like, I don't know if you're lying about this kind of stuff, but I just need to find out. I just need, you know, I just need to seek it out, whatever. Um, and then, uh, so he brings this woman with him. Uh, what yeah, did we say we, her name was? Linda Stiles? Uh, Linda Stiles, yes. Um, so they go on a, they go on like a cross country road trip. The baby that she, the baby that she had is fake and doesn't exist. Huh? 
I, I said like the the wife of Harry Styles and her baby is fake. Oh no, that's that's the other guy in One Direction. It's like no, I think it's, it's like Liam or something. But yeah, Liam, Liam and Harry. Wait, is it Liam who has the kid? I think so. Uh, hold on. I don't know which Larry One Direction boy baby it is, but I don't think it's Harry. I, I'm just gonna Google Larry Baby isn't real. Hold on. But it's uh, not. No, it is. It's it not is Larry. It's it's just his kid. Just. No, it's Lewis and Harry. Larry is the ship name, Blair. Do you but know no, that has nothing to do with this? the baby. One of these guys actually had a baby, and people are trying to say it's fake. No, I know, Blair, Blair, I know, I know. I, I was like, I just Googled Larry baby isn't real, because I, I couldn't remember which of the of the, of the, the couple had the, had the baby. Well, you should have said um, One Direction baby isn't real. Well, I mean, it turned up the same results either way, Blair. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess, you know what? Whatever path you have to cr- go down to seek the truth, that's that's what you need to take. So they, they're driving and, you know, what's-his-dick's got the front shift and Linda's got the bat, the night shift of the drive. And, uh-huh. like, Linda starts seeing some fucking shit during the drive. Yeah, she like, sees this, like... She sees uh, some kid riding a bike and then she sees some old dude riding a bike who looks like what I thought R.L. Stein would look like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like like real long white wispy hair and just like yeah. aged as fuck. Yep. And then he passes by and then he's in front of the car and she hits him and then they wind up in Hobbs End somehow. Yeah. Well no no, she goes through like this tunnel that's like a yeah. shack, but also just a tunnel, and she's like, mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind and then she because it seems to last forever, but then she gets yeah. out of the other side and she looks back and it's like I don't know, like Three feet. yards long, you know? Like nothing. Like oh. absolutely nothing. And then John wakes up and is like, hey, we're here already. Good job. You found it. <laughs> and she's like, eh, you have to drive. <laughs> yep. Okay, we need to expedite this just a little bit because we are at minute 35. Okay. So, well, so I mean, once they, we they, get into the town they, thing, it's pretty easy just to explain what's happening. Like, Yeah, because it becomes pretty evident that uh, Lin- Linda... Uh, uh, the editor and uh, Sutter Kane were the only people who knew the plot of the upcoming book. And mm-hmm. according to Linda, everything in that town, Hobbs End, is the exact same as it is in Sutter Kane's book. Yeah. And so- there is some really, like, strong, weird-ass imagery that happens, including <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, which is some kid standing in a church and the church doors opening and closing right in his face. Uh-huh. And then he's just standing there stoically, and then the doors close, and then they open, and it's basically Neil Gaiman. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the actor supposed to be playing Sutter Kane. Um, yeah. Um, he just, the kid just didn't get old very suddenly. Um, yeah. Or maybe he did, we don't know. Um so, uh, so that, that happens. Um, there's, there's a pack of kids chasing a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, like, like, has, like, it looks pretty, like, beaten up. Um, and, uh, our protagonist, uh, Neil Diamond, um, <laughs> like, basically thinks this is all being put on. Yeah, he's like, this is a fucking hoax. And then... Linda's like, no, I mean, th- th- it was originally supposed to be a hoax, but then Linda's like, no, we're in the book now. We're fucked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that does very little to assuage his, like, beliefs, because he's still like, well... Yeah. Was, you know, you know. But, um, he goes downstairs to talk to this old woman who's mm-hmm. at the... The reception uh, desk. Reception desk, who in the book... Us is supposedly like kills her husband, but she, he was like mm-hmm. she couldn't she couldn't hurt a fly because she's just old and a woman. Um, 
And then it pans down, and he's, like, handcuffed to her ankle. Yeah. Um, but then she he sees, um, Linda, like, run down the hall, and he mm-hmm. chases after her to see her, like, and then, get- and then the town is basically on fire, right? I think so. Well, she yeah. she hops into the car and drives somewhere. She dr- drives to that church, I think. Yeah. Uh, she, that, that, and then she I, opens- In my restless dreams, I see that church. <laughs> And she um, opens the door and finds Sutter Kane inside. Yeah, and then he's like, look at my manuscript, Linda, and then he pulls down his pants and he's like, isn't it big? That does, that's the porn parody, you're mixing things up. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. It's, 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 it's still caught in the melt of madness, but mouse <laughs> is italicized. Yeah, and Sutter Kane's name is Madness. Yeah. Well, no, Linda's name is Madness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Oh, got there. Yep. <laughs> All right. Also, hey, congrats on our 50th episode. Yeah. We did it. This is, it's a great way to <laughs> to celebrate halfway to 100. Okay, um, now here's the here's the important discussion that we need to have about this now. Is Sutter Kane a top? I mean, I think, I don't like... I think it's an omniscient, like... Not not like God, but he's like the transcriber, kind of like that character from like the eighth season of Supernatural, who is like an emissary of God who speaks his words. Uh huh. Which I, is the thing that happens in Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like remember the episode of Supernatural where they go to a supernatural convention? Yes. <laughs> you, how much of Supernatural did you watch, by the way? I don't remember exact. I think I watched like six whole seasons <clears throat> and then episodes sporadically after that. I watched seven and a half. Yeah. I hate myself. I mean, we have comparable standards. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. So let's let's try. Like, I know we just said we got to power through this like four times. So I'm going to see maybe fifth times the charm. Okay. So so, how, so so what's his dick tries to like get out of town and he just like keeps getting teleported back into town. It's uh-huh. like it's like the background of a Flintstones episode when. Fred is walking to Barney's house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like that really good Cartoon Network music video with uh, that soul coughing song. You know, right? You know that song, right? No. I don't need to walk around in circles. That one. And I don't, but I trust you. I, I love that song, that trust song you. bangs. <laughs> I, I trust you. Um, so, yeah, so the manuscript is like cursed or whatever, and it turns people mad whenever they see it. Um, so, or like the story okay, in general. Sorry. So, um, ba- so like, shenanigans f- happen, he gets chased around, Linda, like, does some, like, kooky stuff where she bends over backwards and hey, it's all, like, bone crackly and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it, like, like culminates into them being in the church, and Sutter Kane is like, I can't hold them back anymore. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're just ignoring me. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're doing. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get you to pause for a second. Oh, you're just like you just like trucked on for thirty seconds while I said Blair, 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 and you're like I'm just gonna keep going. Oh, I anyways. mean I didn't hear you say my name, but anyway, what? Okay, so anyways, tangent. So whenever I think of that soul coughing song, it's like inextricably tied in my mind to another song. Uh huh. So my question is, do you know the band Right Said Fred? I know of them. You know, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Yep. 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 Did you know they did a song about Sonic the Hedgehog? I know about that. I've never heard it. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, 
Like, and it is explicitly about Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, to the point where the music video uses clips from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah. I've seen that music video a lot. Yeah. Do you think about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog a lot? Not really. No, I don't like Sonic very much. Yeah. But you do think about that music video a lot. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Blair, listen, like, if you... That music video has, like... You remember the end of Black and White by Michael Jackson, that music video, where it's, like, all the all the people's faces blending into each other? Yeah. Like, there was a scene that's like that in Wonder Man, the music video. <laughs> so it's called Wonder Man. Wonder Man, he is a Mr. Wonder Man. Wonder Man, he is a Mr. Wonder Man. Fascinating. It's a bad song. It's a bad fucking song, Blair. <clears throat> Okay, you keep telling us we need to go faster, but then you talk about the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog song. So- uh, listen, it's not my fault that you can't hold me down. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying to write this this sinking ship. Not hard enough, motherfucker. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, um, Neil Lane escapes through this tunnel with the book and the manuscript because... Sutter Kane gets eaten by the door, and um, Linda can't come because she's already read the end of the book. So she leaves. So he leaves. Um, he has, like, the manuscript in his hands. He drops it. He gets pointed to a, the highway, so he walks to a motel. And then he wakes up in the morning, and he finds um, the, the manuscript being mailed to him. And he opens it, and he's like, no! <coughs> and this is where I kind of lost the plot, but I regained it a little bit later. No, yeah, because... it's it's weird. It's 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 weird fiction. Like you're not really supposed to retain the plot, honestly. That's fine. Um, so essentially, the thing is that he like already gave the manuscript to someone like months ago. Yeah, and uh, like the entire world has the the book now. Yeah. So, and that so he um wearing a trench coat similar to the guy who like tried to murder him with an axe he like goes to like a long ass line of book readers and is like hey did you like the book to some guy who's like fucking out of it like stoned out of his mind and the guy is like yeah and then he takes out an axe and he's like well this shouldn't come as a surprise and like fucking chops him to ribbons yeah and then he goes to see the uh, the movie adaptation of in the mouth of madness mm-hmm. and he's on the screen mm-hmm. and he's like shouting this is reality and then John begins laughing hysterically, and then he starts crying and realizes he's the character of the book all along, and then the credits roll. Yep. It's a pretty solid ending to a movie. I think it's probably... No, yeah. I, I think the ending is really good. I love this movie, but, like, like I said like I said earlier, this movie is so divisive. Like, I remember watching it in class with, uh, for, with uh, Brian, the professor that we had on a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just remember, like... There were, like, six people in the class, and it was, like, a 50-50 split, I'm pretty sure. Like, half the people loved it, half the people hated it. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely not a movie you're supposed to take super seriously. No, not at all. But because like, it doesn't take itself really seriously. No, it doesn't. Like, it... But it's good. It, it's still good. Like you said, when we watched it, you were like, I mean, say what you will about this movie, but it is a fun movie, and I totally agree. I like yeah. this movie, but it's also, you know, just a fun movie, you know? On a scale of zero to five... Mm-hmm. On a scale of zero to five uh, dogs running slowly at the camera, how many how many slow-mo dogs do you get this movie? Um, 
Because there were a lot of those in this movie. Yeah, there are. I think I'm going to give this movie, like, a four out of five. I'm going four and a half slow-moving dogs. Yep. So, like, it's four dogs and then Lil' Brother from Homestar. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I mean, Lil' Brother and... Oh, God, I just imagine Lil' Brother moving in slow motion and I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. Oh, so another tangent... One of like at, within like the first month or so of my girlfriend and I dating, we were out at a bar with her friends, and she like just like out of nowhere was like, "I can make it on my own," and I was like, "The fuck are you, little brother?" And like from that moment on, like I for, at that moment I was like, "Okay, this is a good relationship." <laughs> Love is real, and it's Love based off of Homestar Runner. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, questions. We got a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we have any on, tw- well, we got at least one. Did we have any on Twitter? We had a couple on Twitter. Let me pop up in that web site. Okay. That webbed site. Uh, so here's a question from Tumblr user Principal Fakey. Michael says, are you familiar with H.P. Lovecraft's work? I wish I was more familiar. I just know he's like kind of anti-Semitic. Well, that, that's not the end of the question. I just stopped it there to entrap you. Why? Is it because you think you are cool or something? <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm... I have no delusions about how cool I am. I'm a fucking nerd and I love it. <laughs> but not like in the nerd's rule. I'm just like a fucking dweebus. Yeah. We what should all you? embrace our dweebusness. Yeah. Uh, Is that the uh, whole question? <clears throat> that's it. <laughs> Cool. Thank, thanks, Michael. Thanks, thanks, Michael, Principal Fakey, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter question, go. Um, okay, hold on. Let me. Okay, so we actually have two, but I don't know what happened to the other one. Um, so uh, was was the other one from potentially a locked account? It might have been, and I don't know if it was actually a question, more of just a comment on the fact that we were watching. Yeah, that, that that was that was a comment from a friend of the show on. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know why I say it like on. Um, so, too much persona. <laughs> Twitter user Pidmon, uh, Jasmine Marsh, um, asks, the title, uh, makes me think of Totally Reprise, how horny are ho- horror movies on the whole? And I'm gonna say, probably, I mean, probably more horny than your average movie, but I think American culture has a, because what we, by and large, watch are American or, like, Western movies, though we'd love to branch out and watch different ones. Um, it has, like, an interesting relationship with sex and horniness. And I think it might not be more horny than the average movie, but it is o- more openly horny than the average movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> That's my answer to that My co- very complicated answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, so, Tumblr question. Friend of the show, Soren, Tumblr user, Borrow Lover, asks, Why, TF, did Johnny C have to go and do that? Why did it have to be like that? And I just gotta say, Soren, sometimes that's just how it do. I, like, <laughs> such a vague question, but honestly, yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes. Sometimes that's just how John Carpenter do. Yeah. It's just like that sometimes. Is he sometimes. still alive? <clears throat> is he still alive? John Carpenter? I have no idea. Yeah, and you know how old he is, Blair? Blair, do you know how old he is? How old? He's 69! Is he for real? He for real is 69. That's like, that just like, 
raise my day from like a, I don't know, like a seven to a solid like nine and a half. Yeah, no, my day is just made off of that fact. John Carpenter, God bless you, man, 69 years old. Solid. Uh, okay, um, another question from Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr user Psydemon, uh asks, how would you explain modern meme culture to a ghost? Um, <laughs> I think I think the easiest way to describe it to is that I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that the creator of a cartoon stoner frog killed him off in his comics in response to Nazis using him as their uh, as their mascot. Yeah, I mean, how old is this ghost? I guess is the problem because I mean, mimetic things have been have existed forever. It's just like. You know those trends? People used to say weird things and slang and stuff. Well, it's like that, but like that, like that old, like that, like that really famous comic screen of like Joker saying, "They'll laugh at my bone." Well, yeah, hey. exactly. So it's like that, but there's just a lot more of them, and um, they they are increasingly more and more esoteric. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So that, is that questions? Huh? Uh, any more questions? I not nope, not that I'm aware of. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's go on to recommendations. Mm-hmm. You got one? Yes, I. It's I don't know if it's it's controversial because it's so weird, and I never recommended something like this before. Um, oh, I mean, Blair, you did recommend pouring river water in your shoes, a nice true, grilled like, cheese, and some hot chocolate once. <laughs> I mean, Are you going to recommend hot chocolate again? No, I mean, I did have some delicious hot chocolate today, but I'm not going to recommend that. Um, so Holy there's this, shit. There's this YouTube Yo, channel. What? Wait, hold, Blair, 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 hold on. Um, not to uh, just, like, fucking call her out, but friend of the show, Ava, just pledged 20 bucks to our Patreon. Oh my god! Oh my god! But she didn't give us a message, so we can't say anything. Well, thank you so much. We will thank you specifically. Thank you so much, Ava. Another... Yeah. <laughs> At another time. We but. do need to have Ava on at some point. Like, this isn't related to the donation. It's not if you donate $20, you'll be on the podcast. Like, I've been trying to get Ava on this stupid show for, like, months. <laughs> and Ava is someone who, like, Ava's like, no, I'm too scared. But Ava, like, plays horror games in VR, like, which is something I could never do. Right. Oh, my God. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Ava. Uh, go on, Blair. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's this YouTube channel I've been into and it's um basically i don't like it it so there's this there's this subculture on youtube that's basically leftist youtube and this is probably one of the stronger people i feel like are on it um contrapoints oh, I, I know what this is yeah oh, con- i wasn't gonna I, uh I contrapoints I, has like points was not my guess huh Go, oh, go on. I, I just, like, I thought I knew who you were talking about and then you like got me out of left field with oh yeah were you thinking i was gonna talk about h-bomb uh, no, I was thinking of Sean and Jen, actually. Oh, I love Sean and Jen, too, but, yeah, no, I'm talking... They're, they're all, like, kind of in the same area, but I feel like... I mean, I, 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 I like Sean and Jen a lot, but they did make me watch a Paul Joseph Watson video, which, so, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally understandable. But, um, Contra has this sort of theatricality to the way, um, she discusses her politics and stuff like that, and... Her, her her videos are kind of directed for towards people who disagree with her, but she just released an, an amazing, probably the best video she's done yet, which is um, a sort of like 
short film adaptation of Rhinoceros by Eugene uh, Ionesco. Um, kind what? of exa- <laughs> kind of example, which is like a theater of the absurd thing that was um, that he wrote in the fifties to examine like the the rise of fascism um, and like Nazism in Europe. Um, because it, it it's about the play itself is about um, people slowly turning into rhinoceroses. Um, oh, sec- that's 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 horny. Yeah, but it's it's like but except for the our protagonist who is like condemned for like being like, hey, why is no one talking about the fact that people are turning into rhinoceroses? You know? Um, yeah. So so um, um, her latest video was like uh, debating the alt right um, and. You know, just being in a scenario where there's like a liberal interviewing, a, you know, a Nazi, and then there's like a thir- like a third party who's being like, "This is absurd. Why are you entertaining any of this?" And it's yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 the, like probably the highest production value I've seen on any YouTube. I mean, not any YouTube video, but an extremely high production value and a lot of effort yeah. and a lot of you know art goes into these videos so i think it's i mean for even for apolitical reasons like it's just good entertainment <laughs> you yeah know? um my recommendation this week is a movie believe it or not i'm doing that twice in a row <laughs> um my recommendation this week is another thing from the pages of weird cinema which i definitely classify uh in the mouth of madness as i don't really <laughs> classify carpenter's other stuff that we've done like the thing and halloween obviously aren't weird cinema but like kind of like just existing on the the twilight, I guess, of shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, my recommendation this week is Angel Heart, mm. which I don't know if you've seen that, Blair, have you? Mm-mm. It was Mickey Rourke's uh, breakout role back in like the 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it has, uh, oh, who is it? Robert De Niro as Satan, which is just an incredible turn. Like that's a minor plot spoiler, I guess, but it's like so blatantly obvious from like the first minute he's on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. It's, like, one of the few movies that's two hours long that managed to hold my interest the whole way through, which is really big. Uh Uh-huh. There's, like, some horror elements, but it's just, it's really, really fucking solid. It's just really fucking good. And it has one of the most interesting sex scenes I've ever seen in a film. Fascinating. We don't have to go into it right now, but that's that piques my interest in an interesting way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my recommendation. Um, before we pack up and go home for the night, we got a couple. Of, we got a little bit of house cleaning to do. Yes. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon, fearbaiting dot com or Patreon dot com slash fearbaiting. Uh-huh. We don't have a fearbaiting dot com slash Patreon URL yet. Yet. <laughs> Um, we crossed the $50 mark, which is, uh, well, I mean, the $30 mark was our only other real milestone, which was just, you know, fun hosting for the, the, the wonder years. I keep trying to call it the golden years, which isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first episode of that should be out on like the first week. Of, we're aiming for like the first of June, but like first week of June. Yeah. Yeah. About. Mm-hmm. And that'll be, uh, every. Probably every other week. Either... Yeah. So that's, okay. Good. Every two weeks. Yeah. We may we may toy with the frequency on that, but I think expect about every two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, if you want to go to Patreon, throw us a little bit. Again, don't feel up. We're not going to stop doing the podcast if you don't give us money. Like, we, we literally, like, we have all the money that we need for hosting. But, like, if you want to just, like, chip in a dollar or two, it, I, we appreciate it. We charge by the month, not by the episode like some podcasts do, mm-hmm. just so you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and if you donate it, like what, $5 or more, we, you make, you get to make us read a message like some, like some of these people have. Yeah. So, uh, the rewards are, if you just, if you donate $1, that's great. We love you. And you'll get early access to episodes as well as the ability to. We, I- we'll put up a straw poll every month for uh, a couple of movies that we're looking at and you'll get to vote in that. Yep. Uh, $5 a month, you get a shout out, um, at the end of the month, um, as well as a message read out. Um, and $10 a month, which is our new edition since we announced it last week, um, is, uh, you get to <laughs> straight up, just pick a movie, just pick a movie for us to talk about, you know, and we will. Yep. Uh, and the only caveat is it has to be scarier than Donnie Darko. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cause that's the least scary movie that we've watched, or at least the movie that was trying its least to be scary. Uh huh. Cause I, I would probably pause that like. The whatever the Christmas movie that we watched, not Krampus, the other Christmas movie that I can't remember, mm-hmm. Jingle Hells, um, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night, arguably less scary than Dark Darko, but I digress. Uh huh. Um, um. So you want to read off some of these messages from our patrons? Sure. Um. So the first one uh, comes from a former guest and friend friend of the show, Alec, who just wants friend to s- in very heavy quotes. Yeah. Who just wants us to say, uh. I'm pussy, and... I'm pussy? I'm pussy. Excuse me, Blair. I'm pussy? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I'm pussy, the fear baiting after dark hours. I'm pussy. (laughs) Sutter Kane. (laughs) Um, Then there's this message from uh, Patreon donor Paul, who says... Twelve years ago, a nine-tailed fox suddenly appeared. <laughs> if you believe it. Naruto! Naruto! Believe it! Believe it! Here I am with my ninja clan. Ninja clan, here we stand. Naruto, I'm on my way. Naruto, I'll be okay. Getting ready to fight on set. Come on, best friends, by my side. Sasuke is really cool. Sakura, the beautiful... Kawagaru na Naruto Saoto Mamore Got the full performance out of that one, too. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any more in our email? Because I have one from the Patreon itself. Uh, Let me see. I'm just going to see. Because Michael didn't send us anything to say, did he? Uh, Not that I can see. Okay, and Seda didn't, and um, Ava hasn't yet. Okay, okay, so yeah, go ahead. Just let us that let 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 loose that one that I know you were just dying to. <laughs> it, it is from a friend of mine and a friend of yours, Anne Graves, who gives a, gives a message to us specifically, um, and she wants to say uh, thanks for vibing it and keeping it tight. If you need me, I'm on my mobile, um, which is just the platonic ideal of like a shout out message. So. Mwah. The right. chef's kiss. Mwah. Yeah. Um, and we didn't mention it earlier, but if you want to ask us questions, uh, fearbaiting.tumblr.com, fearbaiting at gmail.com, or at fearbaiting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, f- uh, you can follow me at shiashadonaka or shiesatonakas.tumblr.com. You can follow me at Blair Kitch on Twitter or bramblepelt.tumblr.com if you fancy that. 
And yeah, um, thank you for listening to Fear Baiting. Uh, I'm Blair. I'm Luna. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>